Welcome back to a new episode of Conversations. I'm Brian Franklin, and I'm so glad to bring you this fourth episode of season four of The Past, The Promise, The Presidency. And I'm not alone. Our work at the SMU Center for Presidential History takes many hands. And this season, I'm glad to welcome two of our longtime SMU undergraduate partners as co-hosts, Tyler McCall and Tamal Pilla. For episode four, our host Tyler will be taking a short trip back to the Old West with our guest, Dr. Cameron Blevins. Their conversation focuses on Dr. Blevins' newest book, Paper Trails, The U.S. Post, and The Making of the American West. Here's this week's conversation. Hello, my name is Tyler McCall with the Center for Presidential History at SMU. Today, I'm joined by Dr. Cameron Blevins of the University of Colorado, Denver. Dr. Blevins, thank you so much for being here. Thanks a lot for having me, Tyler. So my first question for you is, what was the most unexpected way that the U.S. Post operated in the 19th century West that you discovered in your research? I think the most unexpected way was just how freaking big it was. I was not totally expecting that going into it, but there's effectively a post office in every single community in the West. Um, And that really came to the forefront when you stop to map out where all these places were. And you can see that they're basically showing up wherever American settlers are occupying what is stolen indigenous land. As soon as they manage to get in there, the post office is up and running. So there's tens of thousands of post offices operating across the West and, you know, more so than there are today by several factors. What is the most interesting new perspective that your talk will bring to the concept of state power in the 19th and 20th centuries? I think it's articulating state power uh, explicitly through its geography and the ways in which it produces certain kinds of space. I think there's a tendency for a lot of discussions of the state uh, to kind of operate a little bit unmoored from geography or do so in a little bit of abstract ways. And what my project really does is ground that in a sense of where the state was located and what it was doing there. And once you stop to put that onto a map in kind of basic and concrete ways, it then opens up all sorts of avenues for understanding the different ways in which state power actually exercises in a place like the Western United States during the late 1800s. Though we are admittedly living in a dramatically different age, do you think your work has any bearing on current events or topics in the modern day? Well, I certainly do, but uh, you know, most most scholars probably have an inflated sense of of how relevant their work is. Uh, But I genuinely do think that trying to evaluate the different channels and structures through which something like state power operates is really important. And this applies not only to something like the American state government, but also some of the really large networks and systems and structures today. So things like social media, Facebook, Google, some of these massive private entities that really are laying down all these kinds of networks that structure our lives in ways that we're only really starting to wrestle with. So I think doing this kind of analysis for me has opened up my eyes, at least, to trying to be more cognizant and recognizing some of the more mundane, hidden ways that these really, really large systems that seem like they're everywhere and are everywhere, understanding the impact that those systems can have, I would say, is the main kind of relevance for understanding the present. Very true. If you could give our audience a short teaser for your talk, which points would you most like to share with them? 
So I'd say if you are at all interested in the things like digital humanities, mapping, geography, and understanding how these new methods can fundamentally shape humanities and social science research questions, I will be showing maps and not just kind of as pretty illustrations, but really unpacking how they've shaped the uh, conclusions and interpretations that I've been able to draw about the 19th century state and how state power operates. Well, Dr. Blevins, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of The Past, The Promise, The Presidency. If you want to learn more after this conversation, we encourage you to do two things. Go buy Dr. Blevins' book, Paper Trails, the U.S. Post and the Making of the American West, published by Oxford University Press. And second, you heard Tyler and Dr. Blevins today mention a talk he'd be giving at SMU. That event has passed, but we encourage you to watch it for yourself on our website at www.smu.edu slash cph or on our YouTube channel, cph at smu. The Past, the Promise, the Presidency is a production of the Center for Presidential History at Southern Methodist University. Our thanks to SMU's Dedman College of Humanities and Sciences and the Office of the Provost for their support. Thank you to Pro Podcast Solutions and to our CPH team, especially Tamal Pilla and Tyler McCall for producing this episode, whose original theme music was composed by Marshall Engel. For show notes, more information on the expert guests featured in our conversations, and more about all our past seasons, visit pastpromisepresidency.com. We hope you'll join us again next week for our next conversation.